Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. <clears throat> Dear friends in Christ, to all God's holy people, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Amen. <clears throat> the season of Epiphany comes to an end with Transfiguration Sunday. Lent will begin this week with Ash Wednesday. I'm not ready for Lent, <laughs> but it's coming. <laughs> I sometimes call Epiphany the short green season. This year there have been five Sundays in Epiphany. For four of those Sundays, the Gospel lesson has come from the first chapter of Mark. The reading for the second Sunday after Epiphany was from the Gospel according to John. This short season in the church here is intended to help us see how God's kingdom of love and light grows and spreads because Jesus has come to be the Savior of the whole world. Especially in Mark's Gospel, we see that God's kingdom is centered in Jesus. Wherever Jesus goes, there's light and life and healing. By the end of the first chapter of Mark, the ministry of Jesus, healing and casting out demons, has become so popular that he is no longer able to enter towns or villages. The crowds would end up hurting people in the narrow streets of the towns. Jesus had to stay out in the countryside, but people kept coming out to find him. Transfiguration Sunday marks a turning point in the public ministry of Jesus. Up to this time in the story, his authority to teach and power to heal are being made known and growing. With so many people flocking to him, this would have been the right moment to begin to move to overthrow the, overthrow the occupying government of the Romans and their puppets in the religious elite. And certainly, the coming of Jesus has looked like an invasion of enemy territory, a spiritual invasion. But now Jesus shows that his kingdom is not from this world. Instead of beginning a violent revolt with all those people who were coming to him, Jesus takes a few of his most dedicated followers aside and tells them that it will be necessary for the Son of Man to be handed over to sinners, mocked, beaten and crucified. 
Jesus shows them that his path leads to the cross. If they want to continue as his followers, they must learn to take up the cross as well. But this isn't just a dead-end journey. Jesus also reveals that after dying on the cross, he will be raised from the dead. This is God's plan for the salvation of all. God's plan includes death on the cross to remove sin and reveal God's infinite love. It also includes resurrection from the dead so that everyone who believes in Christ may live in the fellowship of God forever. The short green season of Epiphany begins and ends with white Sundays. Sundays when the color of the pyramids is white are Sundays that honor Christ our Lord and what he has done for us. Epiphany begins with the baptism of our Lord when Jesus identifies with us by submitting to a baptism of repentance, though he knew no sin. Today is the last Sunday of Epiphany. The transfiguration reveals the eternal identity of Jesus. In Norwegian, Transfiguration Sunday is called Christi Forklærelsestag. The true identity of Jesus is illuminated by the vision of his glory, which the disciples are privileged to see. Both Sundays include a voice from heaven that informs the reader, hearer, that Jesus is the Son of God. At his baptism, the heavens are torn open, the spirit descends like a dove, and a voice says, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. On the Mount of Transfiguration, a cloud overshadows the dazzling white figure of Jesus as he speaks with Moses and Elijah. A voice comes from the cloud saying, this is my son, the beloved, listen to him. During the Sundays of Epiphany, we should have learned enough about Jesus to understand that the voice of God is true. Jesus of Nazareth is God's beloved son, the Messiah. And on, Sunday, on Sundays to come, the scripture lessons will teach us what it means that this Jesus loves us enough to go to the cross to suffer and die. We will also hear how God has raised him from the dead and that in him we live a new life. The vision of Jesus on the mountaintop with dazzling white clothes conversing with Moses and Elijah gives us a glimpse of his glory. We are allowed to see how Jesus looks in the spiritual realm. For his disciples, who were invited to be with him that day, Peter, James, and John, this glimpse of glory would be enough to help them be steadfast, steadfast friends, mostly, in the hard times that were coming. In our lives as 21st century believers, we too are given glimp glimpses of glory. There are times when we have felt the goodness of God's grace. We can recall fleeting moments when we were certain of God's love. We need to cherish these precious moments. We certainly can't expect to live on the mountaintop. There's too much need down in the valleys. And we know that if God has blessed us, it is so that we can be a blessing to others. So we give thanks for the times when we have experienced what Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians 4 when he writes, 
For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For those of us who have experienced these epiphany moments, we realize that it can't always be, be like that. For our everyday faithfulness as followers of Christ, we need to rely on God's word. He gives us his promise also in bread and wine. We dip our fingers in the waters of a baptismal font or splash our faces in the morning and remember that we belong to God through holy baptism. In baptism, for Jesus' sake, you and I became God's beloved children. Faithful to his promises, he has shined in our hearts. Let us not dishonor God's love by trying to keep it to ourselves. This light is for the whole world. May God help us let it shine. Amen. <laughs>